Hi, I'm Jenny Ottaway, and welcome to the foundation of you. Whether you're feeling stuck in your job or you're considering a midlife crisis, hold up, there's a better way. I'm here to help you knock down the walls that no longer serve you. I'll teach you tools to help you rebuild your life, your way, the auto way. Let's get started. Hello, my lovelies, and welcome to another episode of Foundation of You. Today, I'm going to be talking to you solo because I want to talk about something that I have been reflecting on for the past couple months. And this is the notion of strength or having strength. And why do some people seem to have lots of strength? And why do others struggle with strength? And of course, I'm talking about mental strength. You know, what does it take um, to have a business, your own business, when you leave the safety and the comfort of your corporate role? As for example, what sort of strength does that take? And what sort of um, processes or, you know, what are some skills or things that you can do to develop that strength? And yeah, what is it about strength that's so attractive? You know, why do we need it in order to propel ourselves forward or to move forward towards whatever it is we're wanting to achieve? And then, of course, how do I get me some of that? (laughs) So I'm going to talk about all of those things because I think it's a really interesting characteristic of the human condition. And as I said, like, I feel for myself, I feel pretty strong. Like, I've always known that, you know, things can happen and I'll probably take some time to process whatever it is that's happened. But ultimately, I know that I will come out the other side better for it. And, you know, it's not going to be pain-free. It'll probably be something that's quite um, difficult and challenging, but that and uncomfortable. But that's where the growth happens. And when that happens, that's like it's developing that same mental muscle, the you know, just as you would if you were exercising to develop physical strength, you're developing your mental strength when you're going through situations that are uncomfortable or challenging or, you know, it's how do you respond to that situation in that moment. And it's also about keeping the vision or holding the vision for yourself for whatever it is that you want to achieve. So whether or not it, you know, whether it's something that you want to achieve in your own, in your life, in your business, like I said earlier, you know, if you're going from like I did from my corporate role into a, my own business, that takes strength and it takes focus and it takes that level of taking it to the next level of making sure that I'm never losing sight of that vision that I hold for myself. And just to keep following that path and following that, what I know to be my truth and my purpose. So that's my, that's my inner knowing. And it's like this fortitude, this, this sense of belief 
I, I have this sense of understanding and knowing about what it is that I want. I don't always have the answers as to how I'm going to get there, but I can see it. I can, I feel it. I know that it's going to be happening for me. It's actually already happened. I just need to, in my mind, it's happened. I just need to put the steps in action in order for that to become a reality. So what does strength look like for you? You know, for many people, and for a long time, I feel like we've sort of, we've evolved certainly in the last probably 10, 15 years. But for many people, it could mean that you have a sense of stoicism or maybe you have, you know, back in the old days, it was like you had kept a stiff upper lip and you didn't show people what was really going on. And maybe you even just got on with it, you know, just shrug shoulders and just got on with it without really sharing or telling people how difficult something was for you. And so I wanted to just reflect on that because I think that that had its time and and that was probably how everybody behaved or reacted to situations back then. But now, now we know that strength comes when we share our authenticity our authentic self, who we really are, because we all know that, you know, nobody's perfect. And as I said, we make mistakes, we stumble, we fall, and it's how do we pick ourselves up and what do we do once we have actually fallen? How do we rise from that experience or from a situation? You know, how do we grow from that situation. And that's where the strength component comes in. And I wanted to talk about like strength in the past looked a certain way, but I think now we know that strength can take shape in many ways when we are talking about situations. Like, as I said, when I was growing up, I went to seven different schools And the last move that we did from one place in Florida to another was particularly difficult because we moved when I was in my second to last year of high school. So I was going into my junior year. My dad, he was made, his job was made redundant. And so he basically was out of a job and he had to find a new job. And he found one four hours drive north of where we were. And I had had this established, beautiful existence in this high school that I was at. I'd spent two years. I had, I'd had my setbacks. You know, I'd been the new kid in, in grade nine. And I was, I'd been bullied. And I overcame all of that to nominate for class president for the following year, for year 10 as a sophomore. And in a class of 300 students, I won. And I was just absolutely had the best year. I joined the marching band. We had this incredible top-notch band director and the band was number one. We won competitions 
you know, at every place that we went. I was in the color guard. I was a flag. It was just the most amazing experience to be a part of that. And of course, you know, you're part of something big and everybody, there's that camaraderie. And I was president and I had all my friends. And then my dad was, a, you know, it was like a needle on a record player that scratches. <laughs> you know, all of that stopped. And my dad was like, okay, well, we now have to move to this new place. And I remember just being devastated, of course, and upset. And, you know, but what was I going to do? I wasn't going to stay and not be with my parents, so stay in, in the place where we were. So we packed up everything and we moved to this new place. One of the things that I put on my wall, and I only remembered it recently that it actually um, was on my wall, and thank goodness for Google because I remembered the word of the picture, and I just Googled it, and I remembered what the picture looked like, and sure enough, it comes up and it's, there it is, <laughs> so, you know, and it's like, oh gosh, that was hanging on my wall for, for many years, um, in that bedroom. And the picture was of an elephant and above the elephant was the word strength. Strength was a brand apparently of oranges now, I lived in Florida, so these were actually California oranges, Valencia oranges. But for some reason, somehow, I got this print of that. It was like a, you know, their marketing material from, I don't know, it was the 50s or 60s or something um, that this brand was popular because it was kind of one of those old-timey ads or, you know, old-timey poster pictures. And... Yeah, it said strength. And I was like, wow, that hung on my wall. And I looked at that picture every day, every day. And so when I started at my new school and I didn't know anybody and, you know, I spent the first week or so sitting by myself at lunch and nobody came to talk to me and I didn't really, I don't know what I, I, I had this vision in my head that, you know, I had such an amazing experience at my previous high school that surely, you know, the people would want to come to my table <laughs> and they would want to get to know me and be my friend. And that didn't happen for about two weeks. And it finally dawned on me that I was going to have to make the effort myself, find the strength from within and make the effort, which ultimately I did. I remember I went outside outside of the cafeteria and everybody was sitting, you know, people were sitting outside after, after the lunch. And I was like, I went up to this group of, of girls. I was like, um, can I sit with you guys? Because I've been sitting by myself for the last two weeks and nobody has come up to sit next to me or I've been talking to nobody. Anyway, I think they took, um, pity on me. <laughs> sure. Anyway, it was, it was a fun, um, a fun group. And we ended up, um, we all joined crew together and had a great time, but it's funny how I had to draw on that poster that I had to draw the strength from seeing that poster every day and just knowing that everything was going to be okay. Everything would work out. I just had to keep that inner strength at the front of who I was. 
And so I was thinking about that, you know, that sort of form, that experience, while moving, of course, it shaped who I was. Um, All of those times that I went into the schools, you know, the new school as the new kid and having to adapt and to, um, you know, suss out the situation. And how did that impact me and how did that shape who I was? And of course, it only made me stronger. You know, whatever, what what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I think there's some truth in that because you can go through a lot of difficulty. You can go through a lot of challenges and, and, um, and get knocked down. And it's how do you get back up? And what do you do when you get back up? And certainly, I think from a point of view that you always have to be who you really are. You know, you always, there's no, it's not about being, having bravado or, um, you know, I feel like it's definitely, there's that bringing your authentic self to a conversation, bringing your, um, true feelings because the strength isn't in that stoicism. I think that's what I probably was trying to channel those first couple weeks was like a little bit of this um, stoicism. Like I've, I don't need anybody. You come to me. (laughs) Right. And then when nobody came, I was like, okay, I'll come to you. (laughs) But I think it's, it really comes down to a new definition of, of strength. And what does it look like to you? So for me, strength comes from when we are, you know, as I said, acknowledging our, you know, our weaknesses or acknowledging the areas where we might not be as strong. And also, I think for asking for help, like I ultimately realized that I was not going to be a magnet for people to come to me if the vibe that I was giving off was um, I'm strong or, you know, I'm, I'm in, like I'm putting up a shield. And so by asking for help or for asking, you know, these girls to, um, if I could sit with them, then I think that really showed that, hey, actually, um, I would love to sit with you guys. So that was where that showed strength. And certainly, again, it's like acknowledging your weaknesses or at least understanding where you can bolster your, just bolster yourself, yourself and, and your situation. And you know, the other thing is just failing. What wasn't working for me was sitting there by myself, expecting other people to come to me. And that just did not work. So that was a complete and utter failure. <laughs> I'd probably still be sitting there by myself if I hadn't have made the decision that that wasn't working and I had to try a new approach. And then, you know, just really um, wanting to um, be kind to others, right? And just be kind to myself and knowing that when I am, when we're kind to each other, there's actually a lot of strength behind that. There's a lot of, um, 
empathy and compassion. And those are true characters of somebody who's strong because they have just that inner knowing and inner sense of um, just, yeah, feeling that ability to uh, understand where somebody else is coming from. And then I think, you know, in strength, there's also, it's really important to ah, just like improve yourself. You know, it's no good to just expect that you're perfect exactly the way that you are. I mean, of course, we all are perfect exactly the way we are right now. And, um, but there's always room for improvement. And I think when we show the others that, that, well, you know, you can never, you can always just improve on something on ourselves, then that is definitely a strength. And there's no embarrassment around saying, well, actually I'm taking a personal development course, or actually I'm listening to this self-help podcast, or actually I um, am doing a course on whatever, you know, might be on healing, or I'm, I'm gaining knowledge in this particular area because I want to know more. And that really demonstrates that, that thirst for knowledge or that, that desire for wanting to be better or improve. And that is definitely something that equals strength. And I think also this, the ability for you to express your emotions or to communicate and to let people know how you feel in a situation is definitely much more powerful. I mean, I, I, used to say, don't mistake my kindness for weakness um, because I'm expressing emotion or I'm being kind or, you know, that's definitely not a sign of weakness when you are showing kindness or compassion for somebody or something or even for yourself. You know, it's such a sign of strength when you're able to recognize that, that, kindness is just goes such a long way, doesn't it? And so when I'm thinking about all of these qualities of what strength means to me and um, even that even the when we are presented with a situation where it could be quite confrontational, right? And particularly online now, you know, people are very quick to take up opposite side or that's not right or you're wrong or there's just this, I don't know, there's just this level of intensity that seems to be prevalent, more so online um, than in person, but Maybe people are experiencing it in person as well, but I I see it more online. And I think there's a real strength in staying calm. Staying calm in a situation where you might be involved in something and people are just like running around and 
um, actually, I remember, this is a few years ago now, I was in a car park and a shopping, I was at the grocery store and it was the shopping um, park, car park. And the I heard this scream and I had my one of my daughters with me and I had her go to the car because I, you know, I didn't know what it was. And I thought I could help better if I could put her somewhere safe. Anyway, and so I saw this woman and she was screaming um, that actually she wasn't a woman, she was a teenager. And she was screaming that uh, this car had reversed and run, like I thought it like had run her over or hurt her in some way. And then I could see that um, the car had stopped. And the reason why it had stopped up against this car um, and it had pushed this woman up against another car. Like it was like, so I'm just trying to remember her back bumper um, had pinned this woman to the front of this car behind. So imagine they'd been walking behind the car and the car had reversed quickly such that the woman, the mother was pinned up against the bonnet of the car behind them. And so I quickly got the driver to move forward. Like people weren't really, hadn't really responded. I mean, it happened so quickly, but people hadn't really responded yet. I heard the scream. I immediately, after putting my daughter in the car, immediately ran over and was on it like within seconds. And when I got the woman to start to move the car back, the teenager, the girl said, you can't do that. My sister's under the car. And I was like, what? Like, what? And I looked under the car and sure enough, there was her little sister under the car. And you guys, like the miracle was that her sister the way that the car had moved back, she had been in between the four wheels underneath the car. So she wasn't hurt at all. And I said to her, oh my gosh, are you okay? Are you okay? And of course she was shocked and stuck under this car or, you know, wedged. But I was able, I said, look, I'm going to move you. Are you okay for me to move you out from under the car? And so she nodded her head, yes. And I got her out from under the car. And then, like, it all happened so quickly. Like, she got out of the car. She got out from under the car. And the driver of the car came running out. I was holding the girl, the little girl, in my arms. Um, The driver came out. She was like, holding me and the girl, like rocking back and forth. Every like it was and then everybody of course started to come. And like there were people and we were calling ambulances. Like so we and we got the um the father of the the girls, you know, the girls um father was we got him on the phone using the mobile phone. I got the mobile phone out of the mother's purse and 
you know, and I was like, I said to the mother, wouldn't, I think we need to call an ambulance. Like, I mean, these are the crazy things that you say in the moment of, of everybody's panicking. And she's like, yes, yes, I think we do, right? <laughs> it's like to this day, I think, oh my gosh, of course we needed to call an ambulance. Anyway, I was able to call the ambulance. Somebody else had already called. By the time I, I was able to call up from my phone, somebody had already called and they were sending somebody on their way. But the ability to stay calm in a situation and to just observe and to, I, I don't know where that strength came from. I really don't. Um, I just knew that we had to take action. I had to take action and I had to make sure that the little girl was safe, that the driver of the car who just, you know, obviously she felt horrible um, because she didn't see them. And when she was backing out and she, I, I think what happened was that instead of putting her foot on the brake, she put it um, on the accelerator when she realized what had happened. And that's why it became quite traumatic for the um, mother and the two daughters. And, you know, then I actually had to pick up my other daughter from her tennis lesson. <laughs> and so I literally just handed it over to people. I was like, okay. And there was this beautiful Irish woman. She and I were sitting on the ground with, whilst um, we were sort of holding the daughter, um, the little girl together. And we were sitting on the ground and I said to her, you know, I've got to go. Can you look after this and um, situation? And when the ambulance comes, yeah, 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 you know, and of course, of course. And so um, I was able to go because I knew at that point help was on its way. They were, the, the family was being um, cared for by other bystanders. And I knew that, um, you know, the situation and the mother, the mother was on the ground, um, who'd been pinned. She was on the ground and yes, she was in pain. Uh, but she was able to just sit and wait for the ambulance. So it was a really just harrowing experience. And I guess I wanted to share that because, um, well, I had no idea I was going to share that actually, but <laughs> it just came to me when I was thinking about when we stay calm in the face of something quite chaotic and traumatic and how that takes a lot of strength. I mean, there've been other instances when I have not demonstrated that level of calm and, um, and mental ability to be able to assess the situation. But in this particular instance, I I did. And I remember thinking, wow, that really was um, quite something. You know, when, when we are asked to, by the divine forces, to help out in a situation. I mean, I was very grateful that I could be of service and be able to help those people to... Um, you know, thankfully they weren't, um, the daughter, like the girl that was under the car was, you know, other than scratches, thank God she was okay. And I did ring the hospital, uh, after I got home and I'd picked up my other daughter. And of course my other daughter who'd been in the car, like, mind you, this was literally probably three to five minutes of activity. And then once I knew that everything had been, 
sorted, I went back to the car and I said to my daughter, you know, this is what had happened. And it was, she was only uh, eight, I think at the time. So it didn't really make sense for her to have been witnessing any of that anyway. So it all worked out, but I did end up bringing the hospital when I got home to ask, you know, if the mother was okay. I, I was worried that maybe her back might've been hurt or her hips or whatever. And unfortunately, they couldn't um, tell me for privacy reasons. They're not allowed to tell you unless you're the, you know, part of the family of kin. And, um, but she did say, the nurse, I said, look, I just want to know, was, is she okay? And she said, she is okay. So obviously, there, she, she couldn't, she didn't tell me anything else. And I just um, felt better for knowing that at least um, she was okay. So that is just an example of an examples of strength and what it means and how when you're talking about your business or in any part of your life where it takes a certain level of strength and it takes courage and it takes you not taking your eye off or your focus off of what it is that you're wanting to achieve. And that's when you've got to um, just remember what it means to have that internal strength, that internal fortitude, and help you to remember the elephant. You know, elephants are very strong. And maybe that's what I had on my wall all those years was just this subliminal message of have strength, be strong, and know that whatever happens, you know, you will get through that. And I guess that's how I know that I always have this, you know, as as some days when I don't feel this strength, I just know it will, it's always there. It will come back and there'll be experiences that I have that will support that strength. And will there'll be experiences where I might not have as much, um, you know, I'll make a mistake or I'll have a failure or whatever. But knowing that once I pull through those, that's where my strength comes from is that sense of uh, resiliency and having that belief, that inner belief and that inner strength. So I hope this has been um, helpful. And I look forward to, if you're interested in learning more about techniques of, you know, how can I have more strength? How can I have more of this understanding about myself and what it is that I um am able to achieve, then certainly uh, reach out to me, send me a DM. Um, also just mention that you listened to this podcast and you wanted to know more about how you could have uh, more strength for yourself in your own, either in your business or just in your life. And you can also just send me a DM or you can click my uh, link in bio. All of my details are in the show notes. And I thank you so much for listening. It's been such a delight to have you here with me today and take care. And I look forward to being with you again soon. 
much for sharing your time with me today. I hope you enjoyed the energy we created and gained further insights around what fulfillment means to you. If you love the vibe and want to live a more inspired life, I offer one-on-one coaching with my Foundation for Fulfillment signature course. More freedom, more fulfillment, starting now. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode. Share and leave a review to let others know how this podcast made you feel. And remember, there is no ceiling, only the one you create. So keep raising the roof. Till next time.